Hi, my name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Evil Lives Amongst Us, African American True Crime. Yes, I love true crime stories, but very seldom do I hear true crime stories about African Americans. So I created this podcast to share with my listeners about the true crimes that African Americans commit. So sit back, lend me your ears, and listen to some of the most horrendous crimes committed by African Americans. Hi. Hi. My name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Evil Lives Amongst Us, True Crimes of African Americans. I want to present to you Laisha Latte Landrum. Laisha Latte Landrum. She was born July 23rd, 1987, and she lived in Tampa, Florida. Laisha, along with one other person, killed a young woman over a jealous rage. She killed the lady June 10th, 2004, and she was captured the next day. Her age, when she committed that murder, she was only 16. She was sentenced to life in prison without parole on February 20th, 2006. So, she killed Emily Ann Clemens. Emily Ann Clemens was 16 years old. And the story goes on to say that one day in June of 2004, Emily went to go visit her boyfriend at his apartment. When she got there, she was confronted by Rocky Almestica and Laisha Landrum. At some point, they decided to beat her to death. Unfortunately for Emily, neither of them were very efficient on what they did. So they got caught. Laisha and Rocky rummaged through the apartment looking for an object that was both hard enough and heavy enough to bash Emily's head in. At first, they tried beating her with various objects from the kitchen, such as, such as pots and pans. Then they actually tried beating her with a boom box. Finally, they found something that would do what they wanted. And while Emily was on the floor bleeding in agony from all the beatings that they had been given her, one of them stood over her and pounded her face and skull in with a hammer. After they beat Emily to a pulp to a point where she looked dead, they wrapped her up in a blanket, tossed her in a dumpster. But what they didn't know that Emily was still alive. And sometime after being in the dumpster, she woke up. She couldn't move because much of the severe injuries all over her body and extreme head was traumatized. She couldn't cry out either because of the blood and teeth and pieces of bone that was lounged in her 
throat. She somehow managed to twitch an arm or a leg and tap on the side of the dumpster. A person living nearby heard the tapping and looked inside the dumpster. Emily was rushed to the hospital where she died from head injuries, which concluded the life story of Emily Clemens. That is so sad. That is sad to know that someone who was in a fits of rage and jealousy could do that to somebody. Emily was white. Laisha was black. This happened in 2006. It goes on to say that in February 21st, actually this happened, I'm sorry, this happened in 2004 because in February of 2006, Laisha 18 stood before Emily Clemens' parents and apologized for killing their daughter. She beat her with a hammer with another boy, kitchen pots in a boom box, hitting her at least 34 times and using the hammer's claw on her face. A tearful Landrum went on to say that if I could, I would bring her back, but I can't and I apologize. People were saying that it was the first sign of remorse that Emily's father had seen and he still wasn't convinced. Any tears that is shed by the defendant are crocodile tears. That's what Emily's father said. And moments later, Landrum facing life in prison sprang from her seat to defend her composure during the January trial where she was convicted of second degree murder and evidence tampering. Landra said to the judge, I am trying to be strong for my family. And without a response, the judge gave Landrum the same life sentence that her boyfriend, Rocky Almestica Jr., received in January of 2005. Clemens was Almestica's ex-girlfriend. Landrum gave birth to his daughter and she was living with him. Clemens had allegedly been seeing Amestica behind Laisha's back. Listen, bitch, you better stay away from my man or I'll kill you. You can hear Laisha saying on Clemens voicemail before the murder. Emily's father told the judge Monday that he had warned his daughter to stay away from Laisha, but his worst fear came true. Laisha and Rocky, then 16, lured Emily to the Amaretto Apartments of North 22nd Street the night of June 9th. There, the two pummeled her, wrapped her body in a blanket, and tossed her in a garbage bin. Neighbors called 911 when they heard her screaming and kicking and moaning from inside the bin. She was barely alive when she was found, but later died at a hospital. That's horrible. We have got to teach our young girls, young women, about how to control their emotions. I'm not saying that we don't. We do work with them. We do talk to them. But we got to let them understand it. If don't nobody want you, let them go. 
if they're if they're living with somebody else, if you're seeing somebody else and they're constantly lying to you that they're not, let them go. Let them go. Landrum's mother, Laisha's mother, Cushel, stood at that same lectern to plead for mercy, showing the judge photos of Laisha's as a sweet faced middle schooler. Of course, we know that's not true. And she went on to say that as although I look at my daughter in that orange uniform, this is the child that I raised. Laisha also goes to show the judge a photo of of Laisha's mother, a photo of Landrum and Rocky, two year old daughter who has been apart from her mother since she was four months old. I can't tell you what to do, but I can ask you to be soft and compassionate for my granddaughter. Laisha's mother, father and grandmother begged the judge to allow Laisha a chance to be a mother. But the prosecutor said Emily is never going to have a child. Mr. and Mrs. Clemens are never going to have a granddaughter. And so she should have had said that. Your daughter and her boyfriend, Rocky, killed this young woman. And now you sit up there saying, let her be a mother. You don't want her to pay for what she did. Whether it was in a fits of rage or jealousy, she knew exactly what it was that she was doing. Maybe that life sentence will help her turn her life around. But at the same time, the mother talking about this ain't the innocent child that I raised. Okay. She up here having a baby at 16, not saying anything is wrong with that. But if you want to take credit and tell the judge that you're raising a young woman to be a productive human being, then something is wrong with that because here she is pregnant. So evidently she don't even listen to you and she wasn't being careful. Gonzalez, Brian Gonzalez, Laisha's lawyer, asked the judge to spare Laisha a life sentence, not because of the baby, but because she's still young enough to turn her life around. Gonzalez told the judge that when she was pregnant, Laisha worked at Wendy's. He said her run-ins with the law had been minimal and that she had completed her high school studies with the GED. So here we go. Laisha was still having problems in school. She was having problems with the law. Okay, so she got pregnant. She got a job. Of course, she had to take care of that kid. But he told the judge that even though she was involved in the murder, she did not deliver the fatal blow that killed Clements. She could have stopped it. She could have told him to stop. She could have came in between them. She didn't have to sit there and beat that girl like that. She could have stopped all of that. Period. But the judge put her behind bars for the rest of her natural life. And. Emily's family and Laisha's family left the courtroom without commenting on the sentence. So the mama said, Emily's mother said that she had to turn her head away in court as a prosecutor unrolled the bloodstained rug where her daughter once lay fighting for her life. She closed her eyes when a chair's deputy testified how he climbed into a trash bin to check the pulse of Emily 
and she was wrapped in a comforter and thrown there after being beaten at her ex-boyfriend's apartment. Emily's ex, Rocky, was found guilty of second-degree murder in her death. A judge sentenced him, sentenced him in 2005 to life in prison. Now, Laisha is charged with first-degree murder. He was charged with second-degree murder. Said so they used pots, a hammer, and a boombox to beat this girl. They hit her 34 times. That's sad. Couldn't have been my child. I don't care what nobody say. Black, white, yellow, red, pink. Could not have been my child. Could not be. The officer was speaking to her when someone, the neighbors heard her hitting on the side of the bend. They called 911. They was like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? She was literally in there fighting for her life. And she died because they had beat her so bad that a piece of her skull was missing. Laisha had even threatened her on her voicemail and told her that if she didn't stay away from her boyfriend, she was going to kill him. So her boyfriend had a lot. It's had a lot to blame for this. A lot of this is his fault because he kept right on messing with her behind Laisha's back. I probably, I probably would guess that he probably was lying to her and telling her, nah, he won't messing with her. And she was coming over there, probably going over there to talk to him to find out what was going on, you know, and they probably set her up to get her over there for him to tell Laisha he wasn't fucking with this girl, knowing that he was still fucking with this girl. This is how they do sometimes. And this girl's life is gone. It goes on to say that Emily had even been pregnant by Rocky, but had had a miscarriage. And that Emily was very obsessed with Rocky. So therefore, he knew that she would do whatever he wanted her to do because she was so in love with him. The jury also heard videotape testimony from a man who lived at the Amaretto and said he was, he saw, he was out there and he saw Laisha and Rocky making several trips to the trash bins that night. That's crazy. You go to the hospital room and you see your daughter lying there. You know what's going on. Head injury, bashed in the head. She ain't coming out. That's sad. How could you have that much hate and anger in your heart to do that to somebody? Some people say it was racially motivated. Others said it was jealousy done out of rage. But it doesn't make any sense. Authorities say that Laisha was the one who beat the teenager in the head. And then they conspired to get rid of the body. Let me tell you something. This happened in 2004. 
2022, this is still going on. There are probably dozens of cases that we have not even heard of where teenagers are killing teens. Here where I live at, on the news, they talk about teens getting arrested for the murder of other teens. Long time ago, we barely heard of this. Now it's becoming more and more rampant. What are we doing? We're losing our young people. We have stopped teaching them the value of another person's life. We have stopped teaching them how to control their emotions. We have stopped teaching them the difference between what is right and what is wrong. There are young parents out here who are having kids at an early age and they have no idea. Some of them have no idea on how to instill value into these children. Not saying that was the case. Now, I'm not saying that that was the case. But what I am saying is this. There should have been no reason why this young girl should, this young girl died, why she lost her life. And helping her to cope with her emotions of loving somebody who is manipulating. We also got to teach our, our children as they become teenagers, you need to be careful of manipulation You need to be careful of not becoming the manipulator and you need to be made aware of who's manipulating you. You go to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, all of these different social media sites. And you got all of these young people up here. All they trying to do, they trying to get clout. They trying to get followers. They think they cute. They, you see them with pictures of guns, lots of money. They thugging. They causing drama, talking junk about this person, talking junk about that person, trying to degrade each other at such an early age. And all of this will lead to violence. But yet and still, our government would rather send billions and billions of dollars over. Okay, I don't want to turn this into anything political, but y'all get what I'm saying. When right here in our community, we need to help our youth. I was a mentor for young girls and the girls that I mentored, they was having identity crisis. They were going through these stages, these periods where they didn't know if they were liking girls, liking boys. They were constantly doing things to get them in trouble. They was having bad grades. And my goal was when I was counseling them to find out what it was that they liked, what it was that they liked to enjoy. And when I would pick up these girls during my mentoring program, I would mentor them into the difference between what is wrong, what is right, helping them maintain their emotions, but also showing them that they can do some of the things they like without having the temper tantrums, without going off, without thinking that everything is against them. And I do understand that sometimes our teenagers would rather go and talk to other people besides speaking to the parents. But if we 
open up that communication where we have to be a parent and not a friend, where we have to teach them the difference between what is wrong and what is right, then we will not hear about stories like this taking place. And like I said, even though this happened in 2004 and 2022, it is still going on. Look at the case that happened with the girl taken over into Mexico and being murdered. Look at what what's going on now with our young kids out there harassing people, jumping on people in the subway, smash and grab, breaking into stores, just taking. Where are the parents? What are y'all doing? What, what are y'all teaching these children about discipline? And I feel sorry for Emily. I feel sorry for her family. I feel sorry for Laisha's baby who will never have that opportunity or that chance to grow up with her mother the correct way. And if Laisha has turned herself around, good for you. But the fact remains that when you go out here and you do evil towards somebody, you're going to pay for it. My name is Queen Zoe Accounts. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Evil lives amongst us. True crimes of African Americans. My name is